Hey there, my sweet baby children. It's time for Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where we watch the movies you recommend. I am your host, John. Over there, your host, Jeff. Hello. And we are watching movies we watched. A horror movie, even though it is very technically outside of the spook month. Yeah, no, it's the first of November, John. Remember, remember. Remember, remember, November, November. <laughs> uh, I so, really like that month. That's how that saying goes. That, that is exactly how that saying goes. <laughs> Have a good November. Yeah, November, November. Have a good November. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we, uh, this case we watched a movie that someone mailed us. Yep, this was sent to us by Someone, I didn't keep track of who it was. Oh, our apologies. You're just going to have to accept that your movie got done pretty fast because we did roll it. But, uh, but boy, howdy. Here it is. We watched it and I'm mad at you. Whoever it is that sent this in, let us know on Twitter and then we can shame you. Shame. Well, shame. 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 Yeah, we'll, we'll ring keep... a bell and say shame. We'll ring the shame bell and we'll detach the stone of shame and, and attach... reattach the bigger stone of shame. Yeah. <laughs> so, we watched Black Mountain Side. Yeah. Black Mountain Side is a movie Eh, eh-ish. in the sense that it comes on a DVD, it is about 80 minutes long. Yes. Yeah, well, then at that point I'm a movie. <laughs> uh, I come on DVD. Don't put anything else in my PlayStation. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can touch me. Just don't. Just don't put your cummy DVDs in my PlayStation. <laughs> ah, my cummy DVDs. <laughs> oh man, God, we just... went we went real nasty real quick on this one. Two internet, two internet pull up. <laughs> uh you got too deep you need to get out yeah so okay black mountain side is a canadian horror movie uh about canadians for canadians <laughs> yeah uh, i feel like it's gonna be hard to do a non-spoiler review of this because if i say that nothing happens that's a spoiler yeah spoiler uh movie is real boring mm-hmm and uh it is it's not found footage no if that clear it's but it's as boring as found footage if this had been found footage i'd have been like yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah that makes perfect sense yeah this seems like the level of low budget that you would get from a found footage movie exactly it's and indistinct characters who i cannot remember it is a movie that wants to be like very uh paranoia inducing very oh no like you have to worry about the isolation and what's going on and everything like that because this is you know just like the thing or any of those other movies it's a bunch of people that are stuck at some outpost that's completely isolated from everything else yep yep because they're way up in the wilds of northern canada and uh they're so far away from everything and the movie would like to be very atmospheric and spooky in that way mm -hmm. and it ends up being nothing mm -hmm. <laughs> just nothing it's uh it's not a fun watch i had a hard time keeping sage entertained during it but i'm glad that she needed that because it gave me something to do because it kept keep kept you entertained uh -huh. to keep her entertained yeah i was like yay a baby yeah the uh did the i miss anything no like the beginning of the movie i'm like oh yeah this is some good setup for some shit that's gonna happen and then nothing kind of happened and then there was 
Like, one thing happens, and I'm like, ooh, is more things going to happen? No. No. We're going to keep running through a gamut of things that this could be, but it isn't. Yeah, we're just going to keep teasing maybe something interesting will happen in this, and then nothing does. Yeah. So there you go. There's the spoiler-free review. Don't don't watch this. It's bad. <laughs> it's Well, it's just boring. It's competently shot, boring nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It is someone who knows what they're doing behind a camera shooting a whole lot of B-roll. <laughs> Yeah, this would be great B-roll for a different movie. Yeah. So so there you go. We are going to have a little bit of music, and then we are going to come back with the full, in-depth, blow-by-blow, spoilerific review of Black Mountainside. My foot's wet. Well, you got to use it. You got to use it for the podcast. <laughs> Channel it. I, wait, hang on. Are we recording? Yeah. Because uh, my foot's just wet. I think earlier when I was making myself a drink, Sage, I was holding her and she pulled a random bottle down on my foot. Ow. And my foot's wet. I don't know. It was like a plastic bottle that was like half full of water. It didn't hurt. Oh, okay. But it did get some See, for of... some reason, I was thinking like an entire glass bottle of vodka or something. It was a huge glass bottle of vodka pickling eggs. Ooh. Yeah, there's a ton of pickled eggs in there, <laughs> if you want one. They're all over the floor of my kitchen. These eggs pickle vodka. They do. <laughs> they are vodka pickling eggs. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's like shark bites man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, um, but no, my foot's wet, John. And I, I bring you this news because the fact that there's some water on my sock is about as entertaining as anything else I could be telling you <laughs> about this movie at this time. So, here's the basics. We're in the <laughs> wilds of northern Canada, and my foot's wet. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, interestingly enough, it started on November 1st, and I was like, look at that. Oh, well, given that this episode's going to come out tomorrow, that's going to be less exciting to people. No way. It's coming up today. Oh, we're putting it out today? I'm you're, putting you're it gonna up. You're going to go home and do the work? I'm going to, I put in the work. That's good, I man. put I'm in the hours. So, the, yeah, the movie begins on November 1st, which it is today, because we remember that because of the charming rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> And, and of course, the movie starts, we get the little title card that says November 1st, and then we are immediately accosted by a fat guy in a Guy Fox mask, and he goes, November, November, have a good November. I hope you remember to never remember November is better. <laughs> and he's like, remember that. And then he leaves. Yeah, and he, uh, then he says, as told by Ginger. Damn, that doesn't fit. Ah. Never, <laughs> what? Never mind. It's one of those classy Supo and Nickelodeon movie shows them shows you know what i'm talking about you know Klasky supo they made rugrats oh i know i mean the full list of things they made is is intense the rugrats rugrats all grown up rocket power once rocket again power, rugrats once again this is way more exciting than anything else i might have <laughs> chosen to tell you Duckman. they made Duckman famously made Duckman, of course famously uh, made mm -hmm. Duckman famous yeah uh they made uh the wild thornberries as told by ginger yeah, they made uh, the wild thornberries as told by Ginger. Uh huh. That's right. Then they, they made Rugrats as told by Ginger. No, no, no. The Rugrats Ginger told a lot of things. <laughs> Rugrats is technically a Timothy Westfall universe situation. It's got the snow globe kid. Yeah. What happened was Detective Munch was in a couple of episodes, and <laughs> oh man, how sad is it if your name is Detective Munch? <laughs> it's that. What's his face guy? He's the skinny guy with glasses from the Westfall universe. 
Yeah, Detective Butt Munch. Detective Butt Munch. Yeah, he usually yeah. goes by just BB though. De- Detective Butters Munch. Yeah, because his full name is Big Butt Munch. So he usually goes by BB <laughs> Munch. Big Baby Chips Munch. <laughs> so, in the beginning of the movie, uh, we see a bunch of generic dudes playing Canadian style poker. Yeah, Canadian style poker. It's different than regular poker. Well, they have a lot more apologizing to do. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do? We're going to spend this whole review doing <laughs> shitty Canadian stereotypes? What else is there, though? What What else could we possibly do but reach for that low-hanging fruit? <laughs> Sorry, I took all the low-hanging fruit. You can borrow me ladder. Also, they say me. <laughs> you can borrow me ladder. Oh, I'm a Canadian. <laughs> You'll never get me pot of gold. You'll never you get me it. pot of syrup. It's maple. <laughs> eh? But you can have some of me low-cost health care. <laughs> oh, my. Now he's also like a beetle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you've, you've been doing the full tour of the islands. <laughs> I'm one of the lover, lovable lads from Liverpool, Canada, yes? <laughs> Jesus it's the Christ. end of the rainbow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> stop. For the love of God, <laughs> At least stop. now it can't possibly be offending anyone. Real. Oh, yeah. No. Now it can't possibly offend anyone. Now that we've done as many dumb voices as possible. <laughs> we're, only, we're free and clear now. <laughs> it's only offensive to people who think I might have been good at doing accents. Yeah, that's very offensive to them. <laughs> So, thankfully, no four, one thought There's that. four people playing Canadian cards in that they're in Canada and they're playing cards. Uh, they're, they've got actual poker chips and they're, they're doing the regular banter where they're talking about how he's going to spend all that money that he just took away. The, the guy who wins the hand going to spend all this money. How? Well, I'm going to go down to Florida in one month because I spent Christmas in Florida. Yeah. It's, it's just a boy. We're sure. Close to leaving this place. Yeah. As long as nothing happens. <laughs> long as war isn't declared. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but the dude's like, yeah, I have to go to Florida because that's where the women are. I go to Florida for the women. Now, John, you lived in Florida for, I did uh, for a year or two. I did. Uh, who goes to Florida for the women? Uh, well, I mean, it really depends on where you're going in Florida. I feel like the only people going to Florida for the women are like the FBI. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> yeah, they're coming to take the Florida women. That's what the FBI does famously. They come down and take Florida women for stuff. I feel like the DEA hat picks up a lot of Florida women every year too. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it does depend. It's just like all things about Florida. It depends on the part of Florida, but for the most part, we can agree that anyone from Florida is basically Gethzerion from our other show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is you've got this weird dynamic in Florida where you're like, oh yeah, there are plenty of like sexy bikini ladies, and Mm -hmm. then you never get to be near them. It's like a mirage, and then as soon as you get close, they suddenly turn into like a chain-smoking 70-year-old woman that's made out of mahogany. Currently robbing an Arby's from the back of a fan boat. Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) just made 50% out of meth. It's it's like the thing, but instead of turning into rocks that are orange, it's rocks that are meth. Speaking of things that are like the thing, but not. Uh, so the next <laughs> thing that happens in this movie, because it's set in the cold part of northern Canada, of course. Yeah, just uh, like the thing. Just like the thing, which is set in, isn't it set in the Antarctic? It is. Wait, is it? Yes. It's in the Antarctic. Yes, it is. Okay, good. Uh, no, this one's set in the Arctic Circle, John. Oh, no. It's completely different. It's, that means it's they definitely, the reverse, that means which is <laughs> it, true, because the thing is a good movie, and this one isn't. It's All, the reverse. What it mostly means is that there's no chance that the villain is penguins. <laughs> it's no chance that the villain is penguin. 
Well, there's a chance it's penguin, but not penguins. <laughs> yeah, it's not multiple penguin. Okay, hang on. Is there a chance that the villain of this movie was penguin? It's it's a chance that Danny DeVito really and Burgess now. Meredith decided to all come out and they were like, we're the penguins. Walk, 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 walk. Waka, waka, waka. Yeah. We're penguins, but also Fozzie now. All right, to get to actual task, a helicopter is landing because it's delivering a person to the camp. And that person is an archaeologist with an expertise in Mesoamerican studies. Yeah. Ooh, confusing. Why would he be here? Well, turns out they found some, like, pots and pans and, <laughs> and he comes sticks. out and he's like oh look at that 10th se- or 10th century bc clovis style uh, arrowheads i am not shocked or interested in this and he's like yeah but look at this pot mostly the best thing about this dude and, and he, he was like the- oh is it 420 already <laughs> look at all this pot i found in canada what a shocker <laughs> no he, he, I, I know he uh the, the most thing, interesting thing about the archaeologist dude and, and it's going to be mesmerizing all the way through the movie is how many other celebrities he looks like yeah he looks like a lot of different celebrities. Yeah, he kind of looks like if uh, William H. Macy had a baby with Ron Perlman, and then that baby was a large version of Peter Dinklage. No, this actor gives off big Dinklage energy. <laughs> big Dinklage energy, yeah. He just <laughs> radiates it. <laughs> so, he's just a... Plus, he's got a Kurt Russell haircut, which kind of gives him even more of a thing vibe and there's some other actor that he looks a lot like as well that i can't remember that i would have to look up but i'm not going to it might be peter stormare he's, it isn't he's in a face family with a whole bunch of people yeah he's he's got a lot of that going on but then i looked up the actual actor and he's been in like three things ever yeah so he really needs the- to leverage the fact that he looks like so many different people to be like Yes, that's me. I'm guessing that this director has made like three things cuz that's that's the only way. I mean, so he has arrived to learn that, yeah, sure enough, there's a whole bunch of Clovis crap out here, same as everywhere in northern Canada. But here's the big shocker. They found something interesting, a building, and it's a building that goes down pretty deep, and they don't even know how deep yet. And here's the weirdest part. It doesn't look like Clovis architecture, and it's like 3,000 years too old for Clovis people. Yeah, it was like 14,000 B.C., just at the end of the Ice Age, and oh boy, it's got a bunch of very mesoamerican looking art all over it this is a fascinating mystery i sure hope they'll address it over the course of this film they won't (laughs) oh boy howdy does this movie introduce a lot of shit and then do nothing with it Mm mm-hmm so okay so they walk him out to the site and give him a big old tour of the facility so he can get used to it he's like you know the dude who's giving him the tour is like the camp manager is like here's a bunch of dudes who whose names you're going to hear a bunch, but you'll never be able to associate them with faces because aside from one dude in camp, every single person is a generic scrubble bearded white guy. Yeah, we've there's basically two people you can tell apart. One is because he is black. Yeah. The other is because he is bald and the doctor. Yeah, those two, plus also Big Dinklage. And Big Dinklage energy. Yeah, and those three are the only ones you can really identify at short notice. Yeah, everyone else, you're like, what are you? Ah, I'm a guy. I'm your standard Canadian what-what. A chay-cha-cho-cha-chee-cha-chai. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love me potatoes, eh? <laughs> oh, I'm just your standard Canadian chimney sweep. <laughs> Give us a hey, Penny. Or how about a smile? No smile? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I, it's just a bunch of generic dudes, and the, you can easily tell the black guy and Big, big Dinklage and uh, the and doctor, bald doctor. Bald, bald doctor, yeah. That, but other than that, good luck. Yeah, it's everyone else is just, 
I am a guy who has a beard and is in plaid. Every okay. single other person looks like they're between their third and fourth IPAs of the evening. <laughs> In, th- in this case, it's because they actually are like, you know, wildersmen who have big rectangle beards and, and wear outdoorsy clothing. Yeah. But, you know, I've grown to uh, to uh, associate that sort of person with a different sort of person. Yeah. The kind of person who would drink a beer milkshake out of a mason jar on a wooden bench. <laughs> the type of person that has opinions about pilsners. Who <laughs> doesn't care for them because they don't have enough bitter shit in them. <laughs> <laughs> Take a bitter shit in my drink. <laughs> Please do. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, the uh, they show him around, and this entire opening bit of the movie is basically to set up why they are fucked. They're like, okay, so we need to tell the new guy that, yeah, we're the farthest north of any of these things, so we're the most remote, and uh, also... It gets so freezing at night that if you tried to go anywhere, you would die. Yeah, given that everyone's always constantly wandering around at night in this movie, I don't know that I believe them, but sure. Eh. And uh, also, there's like only one station that we can call. We're out of radio distance of everyone else, which... Mm-hmm. You know, seems like bullshit, but okay, That's whatever. Hot, wet nonsense. Yeah. Why don't they have a shortwave? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they're like, oh, no. Or sat phone. The only thing we've got here is a weird little, like, old-style ham radio. Even a ham radio uses shortwave. It's it's just a regular crappy radio. And uh, all they can reach is one outpost. Yeah. I think they just got a pair of, like, walkie-talkies from a radio shack. Yeah. Apparently, for this entire crew... That's what they decided they needed for this remote outpost was a shitty radio. Yeah, you'd think they would get a GSM phone or something, but no, why would you do that? Nope. So, uh, yeah, the entire thing is, you know, ostensibly showing this guy around the camp, but it is really the setup for, and here's where this will go wrong, and here is where this will go wrong. And here is an alleviation of the questions you may have about why they don't just fucking call somebody. Yeah. Or leave. Uh, there's no cars here, so that's... Apparently okay. no one has, like, a snowmobile. Yeah, that's that's a problem that's been addressed, in case you were curious about that one. Yeah. Mm, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Thank you. All right. Okay, and how come they don't merely kill the monsters when they attack them? Ah, you see, because uh, they do not want to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so it's just it's just the setup play, and then they take him out to the site, and the site is some dirt that was that's been cleared of snow, and has the top chunk of what looks like a Playmobil castle sticking out of the sand <laughs> in it. Uh, it's it looks like some carved ass styrofoam. Yeah, there is. Uh, looks some... like no one's allowed to touch it because it'll visibly wobble. Oh yeah, no one gets near this thing to the point where they would actually like touch it or do anything to it because mm-hmm. the second you do you're like oh shit i poked a hole in it i'm sorry how is this paper mache still wet guys let's talk <laughs> oh, come on dude <laughs> no so they they bring him out to look at what is ostensibly a very obviously mesoamerican like mayan or aztec style thing from thousands of years before that culture developed and also way up here in northern canada oh my goodness this is gonna be the Find of the century. Mm, that's the thing that the camp manager certainly thinks. He's going to get rich off this. Oh, boy. The Finally, they'll get so much funding that they'll be able to f- fund a, a I don't know. I don't even know what they're a supposed snowmobile. to be. A <laughs> snowmobile. A satellite phone. Yeah. But here, the, the funny thing is, I, there's a point in this movie where they do have a, like a five-minute discussion about what the hell they're doing out there, like what they're supposed to be doing, because yeah. they're not supposed to be looking for Mesoamerican ancient temples. Well, no. It's just... They are one of like 219 different uh, like survey archaeology camps that exist. Mm-hmm. And it's someone came out here, did a survey, saw that there was something here, 
and then they're here to dig up and see if there's anything there. They dig just up. happened to find dinosaur bones. Dinosaur bones? Movie's <laughs> 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 uh, got an archaeologist in it, so you know. That's <laughs> you gonna, know. That's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, we, the, uh, the, the dude who's been brought out there, the archaeologist, is... Uh, very confused and initially fairly dismissive of the op- of of the chance that this is actually anything because it seems he's very- like, well, this is impossible. Yeah, <laughs> simply impossible. That's a trap. <laughs> I drink and I know things. I've got big Dinklage energy. The shields are down. Uh, but and then we begin the biggest conceit to this film, which is that anytime anything interesting is about to happen, they jump forward three days. Yeah, I mean. Occasionally, it's just one day mm-hmm. or whatever. I think at one point it jumps forward a fucking week because yep. it doesn't matter. Yep. But but they do it by just cutting to black and then saying the new date on screen. Yeah. And so oh. there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. It it very much seems like the they fixed that in editing because there's a scene where the camp manager is calling to ask when the next shipment's going to arrive. He he calls the nearest radio tower. And he's like, "Hey, we need the following. We need more eggs and milk and cigarettes." When are they going to be here? And they're like, uh, the next, next delivery is the 10th. And he goes, the 10th, right, thank you. And he turns around and makes a note on his calendar, visibly writing it down on the date for the first. <laughs> so I have to assume that all the dates and stuff were just added later. Yeah, well, I assume. <clears throat> but the the weird thing to me is, again, with the whole there's no reason why anything is happening there's no explanation of anything at all. So the the fucking supply drop doesn't show up. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. And then at some point, they try and get a, uh, like, whatever this ranger station or whatever. They call it Station 9. Yeah. Whatever Station 9 actually is, mm-hmm. they try and get them on the horn at some point. And they're like, oh. Uh, no one's responding. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's our thing. No, our radio works fine. No one's responding over there. That's weird. There is no resolution on that. There is no reason for us to know why anything might go wrong on that end, because this entire movie, I mean, fuck it, I'll just spoil it right now. It's that this goddamn Mesoamerican thing has a disease in it and everyone's going to die. But that... That's not a thing that would affect a station that's like a hundred miles away. Well, well, there's a ton of shit in this movie that doesn't make any sense based on the fact the, the inevitable resolution that this is a disease that makes you kill yourself. That's like unfrozen from this temple. Yeah. Um. Because okay, the moment that they dig up the the temple, nothing happens for a while. They have a bunch of First Nations workers, uh, from a, from a reservation about a hundred miles south of of their current position, who come and go uh, by helicopter like once a season. Yeah. Now, a couple when they when they first arrive, they've already unearthed a ton of the temple. They know it's a Mesoamerican temple, and the the workers are still visibly working on it. And then one night, they all just leave. Yeah. I mean, at least with that, I go all right. They went crazy earlier because they've been working on it, but they also went crazy in a completely different way, which is that simultaneously they all decided to march off into the snow while all all of our ostensible heroes of the movie spend all their time just killing or cutting their own arms off and shit. Yeah. If they got a disease, they got a different one. (sighs) Yeah, it fucking it's real bad that there's no through line to anything that you're like oh yeah this makes sense and why anything would happen yeah so we never explain what's why they walked off and if it is the disease why would all of them do the same thing because none of the other guys at the camp like you say had the same reaction 
Mm-hmm. Like, they all kind of went crazy, but they all went crazy in different ways. Yeah. So here's, this is straight up a thing that I I don't, I actually kind of like this kind of movie where it's like, oh, this is a big puzzle movie. And when you go back and look at all the pieces later, they'll all make sense. You know, like if you're watching The Other, uh, yeah, The Others or Memento or something, where it's got a puzzle resolution that occurs towards the end of the film that explains all the weird things so it all kind of clicks into place. Yeah. But in this movie, if you if you stop and examine the stuff that happened before the current scene, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. It makes less sense as they pile shit on. It's like they're going to blame the disease for basically everything in this. Mm -hmm. And yet just a bunch of dumb shit happens that you're like, but why? Mm Mm-hmm. There's so much nonsense. So, I mean, the the entire middle of this movie is basically a slog of random events that occur. And anytime anything interesting happens, they jump ahead a couple of days. What Maybe the next th- scene includes the cut, and maybe it doesn't in terms of the way people are acting. Like, there's a scene where a dude cuts his own hand off, and then it jumps forward three days. And the thing that is happening is someone is cleaning the blood from, from the table where he cut his hand off. It's like, did they leave that there? For, they just left blood there for three days. Well, I don't think it was three days. I think it was the next day. I Because sure. they do that cut a couple of times with next day. Do they? I don't know if that... I felt like that one went from November 18th to November 21st. But sure. Sure. Let's just let's just go with that. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just... And then they're never like, hell, that was weird yesterday, was it? Wasn't it? What, what do you think happened? Instead, it's usually just like, I'm bored and I'm playing with a ball. Yeah, it's... It's one thing if the paranoia had already set in in this movie when you've got a movie that's about like remote isolation and not knowing who to trust you can get away with oh these people don't really talk to each other yeah but that hadn't happened yet only like one person had basically gone crazy at this point Mm -hmm. so you'd think they'd be like hey uh hey what's going on man (laughs) yeah so okay let's let's start breaking down what happens uh, we get a lot of scenes of the archaeologist talking to other people in the camp about the, about the uh, site, where he's explaining like why it's impossible that this could be Mesoamerican and how this stuff on it looks visibly Mesoamerican, but doesn't match any known language from Mesoamerica. Uh, that that all the images look like almost like a language, but they don't quite make sense, and most of it just seems to be drawings of animals. Yeah. Uh, they they have a couple of discussions about what they think might be down in that in that building, where one guy's like, "Well, you, you mark my words, it's aliens." You will we'll be digging little green bodies out of there any day now. Yeah, man, there are so many different ideas that get proffered by people in this mm-hmm. that would be way more interesting than what happens. So I'm like, when the guy goes, oh, yeah, it's aliens. I'm like, I would love if it was aliens. That would be great. Now, I don't remember the, the chain of events, but one guy kind of gets sick, sort of, and they yeah. don't really describe so- it. The first person to really get affected out of the main cast is the is the intern. Yeah, there's so a, the guy who's the interning for the camp manager. Yeah, there's a guy who essentially is running the radio, mm-hmm. but he's an intern from some college or whatever, and at one point he just vomits up like it looks like blood, but no one reacts like it's blood. They just say he threw up. Yeah, but whatever. So he's the first one to really start getting affected by it. He uh he does that, he can't sleep, he's not eating, he's just sort of going generically insane for being like, Oh, I've got this dream and I've I've got weird things happening to me yeah. and I can't I don't want to socialize with people and whatever. And then eventually the doctor wakes up not the doctor, the archaeologist wakes up in the middle of the night. Because there's a radio call going around the camp. It's like, help, I heard screaming, I need help with this guy. Yeah. So he goes out to join a couple other people who are walking down to the camp, to the site. 
And then they get into the room, and the guy is on the table screaming. The doctor is yelling for people to hold him down. And every single other person in the room is also talking at full volume as loud as they can about just whatever. You walk into a room, and it's just a bunch of people going, like, watermelon, watermelon, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Shut, you shut up. Fuck up. Peas and carrots, watermelon. <laughs> uh, All of them <laughs> yelling as loud as they can at each other. The character I remember is named Wells because they yell that a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never really mattered for anything as far as i can tell but whatever so he's screaming and convulsing on the table and when you look at his arm you can see that his arm has like pulsing bubbles in it oh yeah like it might be the most expensive thing in the film yeah that's where the effects budget went is this scene yeah the one shot of a helicopter landing well that's not an effect budget to rent a helicopter that was almost definitely the most expensive thing yeah but i'm saying for the effects budget Mm -hmm. this is the most expensive scene everyone's trying to hold him down and when you look at his arm it's got like weird black veins and like crawling bubble things going on and you're like oh shit cool but the dude isn't screaming about his arm he's just screaming incoherently but then at a certain point they all decide seemingly simultaneously and as a group that the the obvious and logical next step is to chop his arm off with a fire axe yeah like they're yelling at each other don't really know what they're yelling. Mm-hmm. They finally get his arm held down and him mostly held down. And the doctor straight up just grabs an axe, cuts his arm off, and then cauterizes the wound with like a shovel that was in the fire. You know those little like mm-hmm. small shovels for yeah for moving coals around in a fire. Yeah. yeah, he just basically cauterizes the wound with that and is like, "Well, good job, everyone. We did it." And then they shoot him up with morphine. And the, we get to watch the, the one black dude in camp kind of have a little minor freak out where he starts like kicking a refrigerator. And then it cuts ahead five days so that we, we can skip right past the part where anyone would have discussed what the fuck any of that was. Uh, because that would have been interesting. Uh, instead, we, we cut to a scene where the same, the same black dude who had the freak out comes outside, sits down, kind of yeah, breathes heavily for, for a minute or two. And nothing. And that's the, they just never mention it again. Yeah. It goes to the next day. He comes out of the, clinic so apparently they've been in there all night mm-hmm. and he just sits down and is fucked up and it goes back into the clinic they're like so uh so that was fucked up huh yeah, yeah but no discussion or anything no they don't know what's happening Not, they, they, i mean there's no plan there's no nothing it's just a bunch of people going like well that was fucked up stop fucking stop it with that ball <laughs> and hey let's uh we should probably try and get people on the radio have you fixed the radio radio works man fuck you it's it's just a lot of it's a lot of be- hey, dudes fuck being. You. It's mostly just dudes being angry at each other because if they work guys together, guys being dudes. Yeah, they're just being dudes. They're guys being dudes, being dudes being guys. <laughs> it's nothing better than that. Just a bunch of dudes being belligerent at each other as loud as they can, Ugh. so that the movie can move forward. Because if they stopped and were nice to each other for even a second, then they'd figure shit out. Yeah, the. I was really sad after that scene because I thought we were going to get some cool, weird disease stuff going on. Because, I mean, the little bubble thing also, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a weird parasite thing? Is stuff Mm going to, like, start coming out of him? No? Okay, then it's got to be some disease that, like, fucks you up and mutates you in some way. And technically, yes, but nothing happens with it. In the most astonishingly boring way possible, that is true. Yes. At this point, we start getting the thing in the movie, which is the voice. Yeah, there's specifically one guy who gets it a lot. But everyone eventually, well, I'd say three or four people in the movie hear the voice. Yeah, but there's there's one dude that it really focuses on who's like, keeps hearing this voice be like, Hey, buddy, 
Hey, look out! Look out in the trees. That's it's me. Deep, it's this dude who's being as deep as he can. He sounds like that big bruiser guy from the Rocketeer. <laughs> Where is it? The rocket. He's just as loud as he possibly, or as, as deep voiced and growly as he can get. He's he's look basically out. Venom yeah. from the Venom movies. Look like out, Eddie, Eddie. We're one now, Eddie. Now, the thing is, at this point, both John and I were already like, all right, they, they unearthed some sort of disease, and it's making them cut their own arms off. Yeah, they've uh, gone crazy, and yeah. that's fine. But then you get the voice, and you're like, oh, there might be a twist. Yeah, like he, at one point, is told to look outside, and they're like, oh, look, look closer. And then there's so- something standing. <laughs> so, you know. I had become convinced that I could see an owl face in the in the scene, that, uh, an accidental one. That shadows and scars in a, in a, in a uh, mountainside had created sort of a visible owl face. Yeah, basically there was a little like hill mm-hmm, of of snow, of snow, and there were a couple little bits making an owl face. I was like, oh, there's some slats of like wood or whatever so, sitting there. So that's all I was looking at. So when they cut away and cut back. The owl face was obscured by a shadow, so I happened to notice that there was a monster in the frame, so we paused. And sure enough, there's something. Something. It's big. It looks like it's maybe 20 or 30 feet tall, and it's off in the distance. See, I wouldn't say that, because we do see the thing again later, and it's very small. I know. I think it might be a size-changing thing. And it wasn't the same thing, because when we see it again later, it has antlers. Yeah, well, I think that's what it's supposed to be, is just, like, the because there's animals all over the carvings it's supposed to be like an animal god or some it's shit it's like a nukavali or one of those kind of like uh that's well, a celtic thing but still some kind of some kind well, of well random... you are continually putting that weird irish shit into this so <laughs> it's a leprechaun john a yeah, leprechaun that's, has that's has... what did it <laughs> there was a leprechaun in this canadian mesoamerican temple mm-hmm. and it's fucking with these people also there's some dancing penguins they're dancing with dick van dyke <laughs> he's got big Dinklage energy. <laughs> I don't know. So there's visibly a, a the thing is there's several shots of what could potentially be a monster in this movie. They never move. The monster is 100% immobile if in fact it is real. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say while we never see a monster move or ever get anything resembling a clear shot of the monster, at least I would prefer that to them being like Here's the monster, and it's like some extra with a fucking monster hat on. I don't know. That would have been something. (laughs) It would have been something interesting. I think it would have been preferable to what we got instead, which was very little or nothing. So this dude goes... This isn't the dude who cuts his own hand off later. No. The the the, one who vomited earlier is the one who eventually cuts his own hand off. Now, I did at least appreciate somewhat the symmetry here, because it's after we cut the other guy's arm off... Mm Mm-hmm. This guy goes crazy and cuts his own hand off. It's the same uh, side yeah, that the other right. guy got his arm. It's the left hand yeah, or yeah. arm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so he cuts that off. You're like, okay, so there's some sort of weird thing going on with left arm things? I thought it was right arms, but sure. I thought it was both right arms that got cut off. But anyway, um, the uh, – <laughs> god damn it. So the uh, the camp manager comes back to his to his camp bunk. And he knows that this dude's in there and hasn't been doing that well. He's been a little low energy. He hasn't been talking much. But he walks in the door, and there's the dude with a big knife, and he has cut his own his own hand off. Yeah. It's not really it's, bleeding. It's not bleeding spe- <laughs> especially bad. But you know what? We're going to get an explanation for that. So that's something. Are we? For. Sort of. We're going to get an exp- a little bit. Are we, though? I'll, oh, oh, you, you, I'll remember, remind you of this when we get there. If I remember. You know I won't. But anyway, 
So he cuts his own hand off, but he's not aggressive or anything. Uh, the, the camp manager takes the knife away from him and is trying to figure out what's going on, but mostly they're just being belligerent and yelling over each other again. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone shows up there. Yeah, just in time to have a big old thing where any information is obscured by shouting. And, you know, I I understand. You see a dude cut his own hand off. That's going to be some shit where you freak out. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. I get it. No, I'm not saying it's... I'm just saying that there's no point in this movie where anyone calms down or tries to figure... I mean, there's there's science sections. Yeah. The next next one of those that we're going to get is the one where the archaeologist is describing the various things that have been uncovered where he's like well you can see in this carving that everyone just looks like a normal person but in this one little section of the carving everyone's got missing arms and legs and heads and stuff everyone's almost look- hunched and fucked up it looks like they mutilated themselves into each other it, it looks like this was a depiction of sickness hmm. Ooh, it's like if ancient man had heard of this movie <laughs> <laughs> So at that point, he starts to put together that what John and I had done about 20 minutes ago, which is this is a movie about an uncovering a frozen disease. Yeah. And he's like, this could be just like the Pharaoh's cur- curse. It turns out it was just a disease that was hiding in the, in the tomb waiting for some idiot to open it. Yeah. And this is a frozen disease. And this it killed them because it was unfrozen at the end of the ice age and that killed them. And then it got buried. After 14,000 years or whatever, and then re-uncovered by us, and knew we're so dumb. And it made us crazy in various ways. For example, all the First Nations people just left. Uh, and, of course, we... And, uh, we like to cut limbs. Yeah, we're, we're limb cutting. There's two different kinds of sickness. So the <laughs> there's a point where, again, we're going to get something that really seems like it should be the hook for this film. I know what you want to talk about, and this is the thing I think explains why there's lo- uh, little blood. I, I do not think it explains that at all. Not, fair enough. But, but please, by all means, continue s- forward. Press forward. Move ahead. So they have uh, fucking what's-his-nuts, the intern, is uh, strapped to something, and they've also got uh, Wells, who is very sick, and they've got his arm just sort of sitting on a little thing in front of them, and the doctor's going like, all right, so... I've done some tests, and it looks like he's been infected with some sort of thing. Well, actually, at least at this point, at least one of them's dead because he had an autopsy done. But it, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> he had the big Y scar. I don't remember which one was dead. He was dead because the other dude killed him. Well, the one person who had died at that point was the intern killed himself. No, they, no they were both dead. The intern shoots himself. The other guy gets killed by the murderer who sees the That's psychic later. dinosaur. Is that, is that later? That's later. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Psych- Jesus. Psychic dinosaur. Oh, come on now. Jesus. This movie is not a followable thing. Ugh. So, anyway, they're there, and the doctor's like, yo, uh, I'm gonna tell you real quick, this dude is infected with fucking a disease or bacteria or something that is in his blood and spine and everything else, and it is mutating his cells to be that of cephalopods. This is one of my favorite dialogue bits in the movie, such as it is, because he's he's being pretty dumbed down about it, where he's like, look, they're kind of like turning into octopuses, but like a lot of octopuses, like each person is turning into multiple octopuses. It's it's mutating the cells into like octopus cells, so it's not like turning into one overall octopus. It's just like 
groupings of cancer octopi. So here's the thing. This guy was turning into a lot of octopuses. And then the, one of the people from the camp goes, come on, doctor, explain that in a way I can understand it. And <laughs> I was like, like, he didn't say any science words. That wasn't technical jargon he just told you. Now, if your complaint was, okay, doc, that sounds fucking stupid, then at least that's a thing you could do. But if mm-hmm. you're like... Okay, Doc, but tell it to me straight. Speak. And even then he's like, look, the dude's real sick. I don't know what else to fucking tell you. What do you want me to say? He's turning into a bunch of octopuses. I don't have a, I don't have a dumber down way to say that. There's, there's no other way for me to tell you that his cells are turning into octopus cells. <laughs> Specifically a variety of octopus cells. Like he's turning into a bunch of squids. And that was one of the things where I was like, okay, we had the weird arm thing. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a doctor telling us that Apparently, this isn't just a bacteria that kills you. It mutates you. And I'm like, yes, good. Give me some weird body horror shit then, yeah. at least. See, I think his blood is turning into squids, and that's why he isn't bleeding that much. I do not. Yeah, yeah well, fine. But you know what? There's no answer there, so we're equally right. I mean, if we had seen <laughs> his hand lying there, and then there was a little pool of blood and, like, a small squid, then I would maybe agree with you. But no. I mean, the problem is, they mentioned it at one point, the archaeologist is like, I saw what came out of that guy's arm. It was like, oh, I wish I had. Yeah. I'm jealous now. I want to see a bunch of little squids. Oh, little squids. Let's see the little squids. But yeah, we also, at this point, the thing's all ramping up. There, There's a dude who uh, who gets the disease, gets mopey for a while, and then uh, goes and staves in the head of the guy who uh, who had already had his arm cut off, who didn't cut off his own hand. Instead, he was the guy who had his arm cut off. Yeah, the... Uh the guy who's been hearing the voice. Yeah. Uh, the one the who saw keeps, the dinosaur in the window. Yeah, the guy keeps having this voice tell him to kill people. Mm-hmm. And so eventually he wanders into the fucking doctor's office and straight murders the guy who was sick. Yeah. And he's like, well, he told me to. He he actually asked me to do it. He said, please kill me. So I tried uh, the following. I, I, cut his, I cut his wrists and that didn't work. So I, I slit his throat, but he kept screaming. So I tried to cut his head off. And his heart kept beating, and you're like, all right, so you're crazy. Yeah, Great. so either he's crazy or that guy is extra sick. <laughs> so they then put him under house arrest. He gets put into a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is after the intern guy blew his own brains out. Yep. And... <laughs> oh, and of course the tension's ratcheting up, at, ratcheting up as no one from that other camp is showing up to relieve them. No. Or they, even responding on the radio. No, they can't get anything, but there is never a point where we find out why. Well, presumably they dug up a different Mesoamerican temple with a faster acting disease oh, in it. Oh, obviously. That's, that's definitely what it was. Or a number of other Canadian wilderness stories play themselves out of there. They, oh, they got Wendigo'd. Yeah, a Wendigo got <laughs> fucking Camp 9, and then they weren't able to get that. Their feet, their burning feet of fire. <laughs> He was licking me. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Camp 8 got killed by by uh, Sabretooth, because they were too close by to... By Sabretooth. Yeah, they were too close to the Weapon X project. Oh, yeah. And then, and Sa- then uh, Sasquatch showed up on another one. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's just wilderness beasts all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everywhere you go, it's just a variety of wilderness monsters and or failed X-Men projects. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was... What was it like weapon two was the squirrel weapon i want to say weapon 11 is the squirrel but it could also be weapon two it wouldn't surprise me it was one of the early weapons y- yeah it was a squirrel because it was squirrel girl who's the best marvel character <laughs> the best yeah please don't please don't ruin her anyone who wants to make a tv show please please don't no one make a squirrel i mean i know they're already working on like a cartoon one but please don't no make a live action squirrel girl tv show with an eight dollar budget let her be in the real movies that is my only request thank you uh that will not happen i believe it will 
I uh, have I have faith. Just don't. <laughs> don't have faith. <laughs> anyway, uh tension rises and rises as more and more people are sick or dead. Uh the the guy who's I I, I want to say he's in charge of of a uh, site uh, or a uh, remote site visitation that he's the black dude. He's in charge of like remote sites. Uh he's he gets paranoid, but he doesn't hear any voices or anything. He just starts getting real paranoid. He's probably sick, but He's the only one who's like kind of ambiguous about it. Well, there are several people that we never get explicit, like from their point of view, hearing voices or that like start specifically mutilating themselves or things like that. And you have to assume they're all infected. Yeah. But we don't get the like explicit shown infection. Yeah. We, we find out that the workers who were there did not walk back to the reservation, but instead walked out into the wilderness and then started going north yeah. where there was nothing. So they're definitely just walking to their own deaths. Yeah. But still, that's not the same thing. No. That's not cutting your arm off. No. The, the problem with this and you saying that like, oh, the tension is ratcheting up is unfortunately it kind of isn't because every little section of now let's check in with, like, Jansen, and what are you all about? And, like, oh, I've started also hearing the voice, and it's saying things to me. Yeah. Okay. But almost all of these scenes are isolated from everything else. Yeah, yeah. So it's just these little vignettes of people being like, oh, no, I don't feel good. Also, I think I might be crazy. Oops. Okay, next one. Well, like, we get the, the fucking... The fun one is when, when uh, the guy gets the, into the conversation with the... It's the dude who eventually gets goes on house arrest. He's standing there with a knife, and he's about to k cut himself with it, but then the camp manager walks in, and he's like... And the voice is like, kill him. Well, and that was like, before he actually killed the other guy. I know, but but uh, he keeps looking over to a wall to have a conversation with a voice, and we keep looking for, like, is there anything in this wall that's relevant at all? No, he's just looking at some fucking wall, just having a conversation with a wall that's like, Yes, kill him, and then kill yourself. You're doing the good thing. You're going to watch season four of The Good Place before anyone else if you do this. <laughs> remember who you are. Remember, remember November, November. <laughs> Simba, it's November. Yeah, I I, uh, I just I hated this. Um, I know, and you keep jumping back and forth all over the place. I, like, like there's any kind of actual relevant content. It's true this movie is dated all the way through it, but it's just boring shit till the end. Well, yeah, like I said, it's just little in-between cuts where it says, like, November 21st, November 23rd, or whatever. Yeah. It's little short vignettes of, okay, this guy's starting to go crazy. Like, at one point, fucking uh, Big Dinklage Energy is sitting in the doctor's office, and the, uh, the intern who shot himself is lying on a table. Mm -hmm. And he starts to hallucinate the dead body talking to him. So he, like, smashes its face in with a rifle. Yeah, but it's a dead body, so when the doctor finds him doing it, at least he isn't now also under house arrest or anything. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're hallucinating. When's the last time you slept? Uh, I haven't. Okay, well, here's sleeping pills. I apparently have 10 million bottles of sleeping pills because I have prescribed sleeping pills to literally everyone in this movie multiple times. Also, he keeps assuming that people are hallucinating for, like, normal reasons. He's like, yeah, it's probably sleep deprivation. Sure, there's two dead guys here who were turning into squid, as we have recently established, and both of them were complaining about having visions mere days before they, they uh, killed themselves or were killed. But here, has some, like, alone or whatever, and you're like, uh, uh, okay. You don't want to maybe connect this to the goings-on? You want to connect any of these dots? No, I'm good. No, nah, nah, I don't connect dots. That's an American thing. <laughs> the 
the main issue I also have with this is they have all of these little scenes of people starting to go crazy, and then it just straight abandons everything immediately when the one black guy decides... I've had enough, mm. and I want this movie to end now. He's been getting increasingly paranoid, but he is convinced that the camp manager is planning to steal all of the gear and leave. Yeah, he's like, ooh, I, I think people are going to try and take the food, or they're going to take my equipment, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And at some point, he just gets his rifle and goes like room to room and kills off all but like two people. Yeah, he manages to gut shoot the camp manager, but the camp manager gets to shoot him. So he dies. The the after killing, I think four people. Yeah, he kills like the cook, the doctor, and the thief, his wife, her lover, <laughs> the the tinker, the tailor, the soldier, the spy, mm -hmm. and the seven brides and the seven brothers. And he also kills Marty and then me. And then the kind hearts <laughs> and the coronets. Yeah, he kills all of those things. So he murders the dude who was hearing voices mm -hmm. and someone else i don't there are people in this movie that i had no idea who the fuck they were because we never centered on them he kills voices dude and then the chef uh because the chef is a minor 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 character yeah he kills the doctor and one other person and i don't know who that's someone is. outside in a, in a heavy overcoat we have no idea someone some he just shoots some guy and he falls down we have no idea who that was and then he shoots the camp manager who shoots him and, and kills him. Yeah. So now we're down to just the camp manager. It's just Jensen and Dinklage. Yeah. And big, these big are the Dinklage. only two. Yeah. And camp manager is like, all right, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to stay here and bleed out. Mm -hmm. You are going to walk a hundred miles to the south. And it should take you a 18 hours. It should take you maybe a day or two. Yeah. Once you start when to go running, it'll go real fast. And you're going to go to the reservation that's about 90 miles south of here. By the way, there's been some heavy tension between these two that we skipped some right over. Real heavy sexual tension. No, remember it's because the camp manager is convinced that he's going to be a millionaire for finding this, and then the moment that the doctor's like, "Uh, no, you've uncovered a horrible disease. We need to we need to quarantine well, this Like shit. everyone's turning into squid monsters yeah. and very rightly so. Yeah. The fucking uh archaeologist, archaeologist is like, "Yeah, we're shutting this shit down. Cover up the site. We need to quarantine everything here because You've uncovered some unknown, disgusting disease. Yeah, and then the uh, the cam manager's like, no, fuck you, I want to be rich for this shit. Aw, but is, this is three years of work down the drain. I'm like, my dude. <laughs> you just discovered a, a disease that turns people into squid. You're still going to be pretty famous. Yeah, I mean, sure, you're probably going to die from it, and yeah. they'll name it, like, Jansen's disease, mm -hmm. but whatever. <laughs> so... But yeah, there's this is that was some completely unnecessary tension that's also tacked into this movie. At this point, also in addition to being gut shot, uh, the camp manager is very visibly crazy from the event from uh, the disease and is hearing a lot of the voice. Well, yeah, the only two people left are uh, Big Dinklage, the archaeologist, and camp manager Jansen. They're both, and both of the them voice. are crazy. Yeah, uh, so he sends uh, archaeologist to go south, mm -hmm. and he himself then begins hearing the crazy voice going like, "Hey, stop him." You should stop that guy. Don't don't let him go. And sh I don't know, d d do stuff. Yeah. So do crazy stuff. What he my ends dude. up doing is going and finding the big boxes of obvious dynamite. Yep. He's got a big box labeled explosives. <laughs> uh huh. And he trucks his big box of explosives to somewhere in the camp. I don't know. I, maybe it's the site where the building is. I assumed he was gonna go and blow up the site. Like that's what I thought was going to happen. But he kind of just like slumps somewhere, sits somewhere, and is like, "Well, now I 
At this I guess point, fuck this. The two of the the two remaining humans are separated by a great deal of distance at this point, but they're both having philosophical conversations with the monster now, or their their own brains or whatever it is. Where one of them is like, "You have to prove to me that you're God. If you say that you're God, it's like, do you see what happens when you look into the sky? You see stars. I see points of light that I put there for I created them. Yeah, it's it's this whole like, oh, animals look at the sky and see lights." You look at the sky and see stars, millions of stars and galaxies, and I am the one who put it there. You're like, okay, great. You're imagining God. The other guy is just going like, hey, hey, voice, shut up. I'm going to blow myself up with dynamite. Yeah, because the voice is like, like, uh, I have power over you. And he, Do you want to know why I did this? <laughs> do you want to know why your camp has died? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I do. Wait, hang on. If there's... If there's a reason behind this, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Do you want to live deliciously? <laughs> Do you want the taste of butter? <laughs> I, for a movie that I didn't like and don't remember, that sure comes up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, just the phrase, do you want to live deliciously, is great. Yeah. Even if the movie was boring, yeah. it's great. So, okay. Uh, so both of them are having pointless conversations with the voice. Fucking Jansen lights the... A uh, stick of dynamite. But let's, let's quickly mention that he is seeing something. We get a couple of shots of what he's seeing, which looks sort of like a like a World of Warcraft satyr. That's well, off no, of that's the distance. that's what uh, Dinklage is seeing. Oh, I thought he saw almost nothing because he was in the dark. He was in the middle of the forest. No, he's the one having the "I'm God" conversation. Yeah, but he's having the "I God." I thought he was having the "I'm uh, whatever." It's fine. One of them was having the "I'm God" conversation with what looked like just a shot of trees in the dark. And the other one was having it with what looked like a fucking fawn, but just a drawing of one because it certainly never moved in any way. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the one where you could kind of see like legs and a figure mm-hmm. was uh, archaeologist. Oh, okay, but yeah, they they when the uh, when the crazy when, when Jansen was talking to something, he was talking. There was something he was looking at as well, but neither of the things moves. No, it's like they're both. If it's in their imagination, they have shitty imaginations. Yeah, and Jansen just lights a fucking stick of dynamite. Cut. And we don't get a resolution. That's the end of that. Cut. No explosion. Even when we cut over to, because we aren't done with the archaeologist, and he's still having a god argument with the fucking hallucination, it's not like we hear an explosion in the background. He just eventually is like, fuck you, you're not god. And then he stomps along. And he stomps into some into some and, snow. Yeah, we cut to like the next morning where he imag- apparently survived it being 50 below and him just tromping through snow all night. And then he steps in Chekhov's bear trap because earlier when we were doing the whole go around the camp, at some point they were like, oh, are there bears here? Yeah, but there are bear traps. Don't worry about it. And then he steps in a bear trap and dies. And we don't even see him die. It's just immediately cut to credits. Well, yeah, he kind of goes, ah, oh my leg. And we cut a, we get a close up of him and there's goop falling out of his leg on the ground and blah, blah, blah. And then he stops moving and then credits. And that's that. That's everything. That's the whole movie. There's no resolution to anything. No. Nothing Nothing happens, and then at the end, nothing happened. It's it's infuriating. How mad are you if you're the doctor, and you have to give a dialogue bit about how the, everyone's turning into a thousand tiny squid, and that's not anything to do with the way the movie ends or anything? Like, he could have been... They could have had him say anything less stupid, and it would have flown in, flowed in the exact same way. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you had just said, oh, this is a disease, and it's basically mutating your cells into cancer cells real yeah. quick. You're being turned into a thousand tiny Jared Leto's. <laughs> oh, that's way worse. Yeah. 
But it, it would have the exact same effect on the film. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what he actually said the disease was. He'd be like, oh, it turns out it's it's making your body into a giant penis. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, but does that matter or come up ever? No. But no, but it is why you're cutting your arms off. Penises ain't got arms. <laughs> well, that's why you're cutting your arms off, so that you can tr- complete your transformation. Uh, my penis has arms, sir. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to have to grow new arms. Well, you're a carrier. That must be the reason that we all have the penis disease. Oh, no, your dick's flexing at me. <laughs> Wait, everyone else's penis doesn't have big, muscly arms? <laughs> just just one big, muscly arm. One big, beefy arm. Drawn with a bunch of consummate Vs. <laughs> Look at that big, beefy trog arm. Trog dick! Oh, trog dick. <laughs> no, I, 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 this was so boring. This was infuriating to me because of all of that. I'm like, you have... No explanation for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, at least in horror movies where they go, oh, we're remote someplace and our cell phone doesn't work. I'm like, okay, sure, but at least you gave me some reason why you can't just call for help. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, if you're the thing and it's like, we can call for help, but we're so far away, it's going to take forever for them to get to us. That would have also worked for this movie. Yeah, if they had just been like, oh, there's a storm coming in and no one can come to us because we've established... They do, in dialogue, say that at one point a helicopter crashed here because it was too cold. Yeah. And you could say, oh, well, it's the weather makes it so that no one can show up for X amount of days, and then they die in that. Yeah. But there's no reason given for anything happening. No. And all of the threads, every thread gets dropped. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that, like, happens in this movie where you go, oh, boy, this is interesting. Yeah, we never find out. Here's a list of things we don't find out. What's the, what's going on with this disease? Is there actually a monster in the woods, or is it just that everyone in their head imagines the same thing and has it has the same voice? Uh, why is there a Mesoamerican temple built built uh, high into the mountains of northern Canada, uh, even though Mesoamerican culture in its in, in its own right wasn't that advanced fourteen thousand years ago? Fucking why did the uh, workers all go crazy in their own very specific similar way that's different from everyone else? Why didn't anyone answer the radio? Who was piling up weird, huge rock formations out in the wilderness, even though that's a normal thing for tribes to do, they were not dated correctly and didn't make sense for where they were. What are all these, what are all these things? They're dropped threads. Yeah, it's, it is a movie that I, I can watch and go, man, if someone took this and then turned it into a real movie, that would be neat. Who, who killed the cat? There's uh, a cat that gets killed in the middle. Oh, it was, uh, well, I mean, the guy says he saw, uh, Mick, 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 McLellan. McNaughton? McNaughton. There we go. McNaughton, yeah. who is the intern, saw him kill the cat. And he's the first one to sort of get really infected, so you can assume that he probably did. Why, though? Why, does the infection make you kill small animals? They don't mention that. Well, no I mean, one else is, wants to kill anyone except for people who are also sick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was the first infected, was McNaughton. Yeah, but then the cat was, unless the cat was also infected, that that doesn't stand any, it doesn't, it no, doesn't matter. I mean, fucking, the voice was telling people to kill other people. Yeah, other people. No, The voice was never like, go in the woods and kill a reindeer. Well, they never saw a reindeer. The cat was there, though. That, that is true. The cat was there the very next day. <laughs> the cat came back. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, no, it didn't. We got yeah. one scene of a very... Cute, fat, cuddly-looking gray cat, and then surprisingly got credited in the movie as as the the uh, had the director's last name, so it was just the director's cat, but it had a long name. The cat's name was like Alexandria Ocasio Fursikovlerski. Yeah, it was very. He had a very Polish last name, and we didn't see like 
dead cat body or anything. No, there was like a lump sitting on top of the temple built, that, uh, that, that chunk of temple that was sticking out of the ground. Yeah. At a weird diagonal angle. And again, it was very clearly just like a styrofoam chunk, like a Halloween decoration. Yeah. I, I'm so disappointed in this movie. Yeah. Like, it could have done so much shit, and it just didn't. Or it could have dropped about 20 things and been a tight thriller about how a disease in the wilderness is making everyone sick. Like, you didn't need the Mesoamerican temple. You could have just been like, there's a frozen disease up here. Well, I mean, they could have still kept that and been like, oh, there's some... Te-. Like, it doesn't have to be the weird mystery of why is it Mesoamerican. It could have just been like, oh, we found an ancient temple here that's older than anything that we would think for the area... And then they get sick, and you could have done a very tight paranoia infection thing. You could skip the temple entirely and just have it be a frozen guy. <laughs> they just found a fro. They found one of those frozen caveman people you occasionally find out. And they- yeah, and then he became a lawyer. Yeah, they find a frozen caveman lawyer who has- and he has doesn't one- understand your checks and balances and your need for two arms. I mean, geez, he does just fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess I guess let's go into our best and worst. Jeff, can you tell me the best thing in this movie for you? I feel like I already said it and I forget what it was. It was some it was some minor dialogue. I think it was the part where the the uh, the one guy insists that they're turning into octopus be dumbed down so he can understand it. <laughs> I think that might have been it was the one part of the movie that I had a, a any kind of audible reaction to where I was Well like, at that point it's the one part of the movie where you're like, Oh, a hook. <laughs> Something yeah. that you could the, hold the on to. The idea that people were turning into thousands of tiny squid was amusing and gave me hope. I mean, sure, it was false hope, but still, yeah. But it was definitely good. Yeah, it was, it was great. There. It was a great. It was a great premise for a better movie. Yeah. If someone was like, "Ah, this movie, your your blood is turning into little squid. It's horrible." And also, we're going to show it at some point, and it's going to be relevant. Also, there's going to be some point where you like turn around and you've got like suckers on your face and like mm-hmm. your your hand is three different squid or some shit yeah you feel some pain so you cut your wrist a little bit because you're like something's in there and what pours out is like a bunch of little octopi and cuttlefish <laughs> and you're like ah, i don't know that would be fine yeah It'd give me some gr- weird body horror yeah but instead it's nothing but still false hope that hey it, false hope is uh it's I don't better know if i'd say it's better than no hope yeah at least it was something yeah at least i felt something what about you <laughs> uh i'm gonna say I'm going to go with the cutting off of the arm scene mm-hmm. because, again, it was false hope that something was going to happen here. Yeah. I mean, the actual holding down and cutting the arm off and the arm being all fucked up and weird and all of that made it seem like that's what the infection was going to end up at least eventually being. But no one dies of the infection they all just die of someone stabbing them, essentially, yeah, well, or the shooting guy, them. The one guy shoots himself, which I think might be the the end state of the infection, or as close as you can get to it. I don't know. It's just... But you're no right. One, it would have been nice no to see someone just... No one else had a weird infection like he did, where yeah. it was like bubbling out of his arm or It would have been shit. nice to see someone succumb to the infection. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... But you, the, the actual arm scene, I was like, oh, look action something's happening and it's also kind of gory because it takes a good three swings of the axe to get the arm loose yeah like i said the whole effects budget went into that one scene yeah so So that was the best thing for me all right give me your worst thing just pick one thing okay i I feel like if whatever i pick you're just gonna pick the rest of it so it's gonna be fine No, i mean i'm gonna pick one thing from the movie oh okay my one thing is the fact that 90 percent of the interesting scenes in this movie are just completely ruined by having everyone in them shouting about everything (laughs) so shouting shouting i'm gonna say shouting because it's just i don't really like that that trope in horror movies where nothing gets established because everyone's spending all their time belligerently yelling as loud as they can Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, 
all of the horror trope where it's like, I can't tell you what's happening. You I just have need to, to come see this. I have to have you either, you got to come see this, someone, or I don't want to talk about it. Yep. Yeah, and this movie's pretty thick with that. Yeah. So that's going to be my least favorite. You? Uh, least favorite thing to me is definitely dropping the threads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give me an explanation for even one thing. Yeah. Because there is nothing. And if it was a better done movie mm-hmm. such that i was like oh i was really engaged and it left me with all of these questions i would at least say it was entertaining and it didn't explain anything but that wasn't the point but i was like there was no point in here and you didn't give me anything so now i just felt like oh i wasted a whole bunch of time watching this you know whenever you watch a bad movie and you have a huge question about it and at the end you like watch the director's commentary and they're like i understand that people are going to be confused by why we didn't address any of the questions that the movie raises but that's because the movie's not about the questions it's about relationships it's and about the, the journey it's about the human experience <laughs> this movie is nothing but questions that don't get answers and it isn't about the, the relationships because all the relationships are bad no there's that's why i'm like if this movie had been about relationships and been like, oh, yeah, the whole movie is about, you know, family and it, Ohana means family. <laughs> like, if that had been the case, I would be like, okay, we didn't get any uh, answers, but I'm fine with that sort of in the same way that uh, I recently reviewed A Quiet Place, and we don't really get a lot of answers for that. No. But that's not what it's about, and it's a good enough movie that you're like, eh, I don't need it. It's got great... I, I haven't really seen it, but I've read a lot about it, and I've watched some like, some clips from it. And I I'm, I think it's the sort of movie where I'd like it, because it's got good set pieces, but all the reviews I've ever read are like, this movie's amazing, provided you are absolutely are unwilling to nitpick it. Because the moment you are willing to, to ask any questions about it, it collapses. Oh, yeah. It collapses like a big souffle hearing any kind of noise. Exactly. And it's that's the sort of thing where I'm like, yeah, I don't get any answers and some things don't make sense, but it's so well done and so focused on what it wants to do yeah. that you're like, that's fine. I can forgive you a lot. Anyway, <laughs> so that, uh, With, that that's, ratings. that's, that's going to bring us to our... Ratings zero to five gives us a total rating out of ten for each of us. Jeff, one. I mean, I've given lower score. The movie is beautifully shot. Oh yeah, so I'll give it that. It's a competently made movie. Yeah, the thing is, it's it's a beautifully shot nothing. Yeah, like if this had just been a travel brochure for check out the cool parts of Northern Canada you shouldn't go to, that would have been <laughs> check out all these parts of Northern Canada that you definitely will die if you go to. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a one, which is almost entirely for cinematography, but anything for special effects or creep factor or tension is just just goes out the window because it, it doesn't have those things. Yeah. So you? Uh, I'm also giving it a one. It was not just bad because of nothing happening and it being sort of a shitty movie. It was actively infuriating because there were just little hints of what it could have been. Yeah. It's, it sets up so many better movies that it isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. There it's you a, go. A two out of ten. Two out of ten. Do, do not watch this garbage film. Mm-hmm. Whoever sent this to us, you're a bad person, and thank you very much. <laughs> we appreciate it. So, if you want to suggest a movie to us or send us a movie, anything like that, you can, of course, contact us uh, through Reddit. Twitter, Facebook, or on Gmail. We are System Mastery everywhere. And uh, we have our Patreon. If you like what we do, you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Supporting us at 
basically any level will start unlocking a bunch of bonus content for our other shows. The best level is the $5 level. And at the $5 level, you get our monthly afterthought show, which is just, if you like our weird digressions and stupid banter. And you know you do. Boy, howdy, is that over an hour of just that non-stop yep it's just this kind of thing it's it's just that how you doing john? no premise hey john how you doing that's a different show you're not allowed <laughs> to bring it into other shows that's a preview for uh, for the next afterthought <laughs> don't or, you don't you will, infect my show with your dumb bullshit where i will routinely ask john how he's doing you know what that took off on twitter people on twitter loved that oh well, yeah <laughs> so so i think i think it's gonna it's got legs i don't think so i think it was a good one-time bit all right fine we'll create it as a one-time bit for now yeah until i'm curious how you're doing <laughs> So and then I'm going to ask. The Patreon is there if you want to support us, but... It's also there if you don't. I mean, it is still there. Yeah. Even if you don't want to support us, it's not going to go away. That doesn't it's... cause it to disappear. I'm not giving you that kind of power. <laughs> <laughs> this this isn't a universe powered by your belief in it. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being so solipsistic, listener. God. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. We will, of course, be back in another couple weeks. If you want to vote for In Theaters Now, go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com. Go up into our big main menu under the movies, In Theaters Now. You can vote for what we will see for November. Indeed. You're going to make us see The Grinch. Uh, eh. I mean, we could see Ralph Breaks the Internet. We could yeah. see Robin Hood. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, too. This one with more Johnny Depp. Yeah. Blech. Blech. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, anyone, we'll, we'll buy tickets for a different movie and then go see that if we're forced to. <laughs> I don't want to give money to that asshole. That's true. We might we might buy a different movie entirely and then go sit through it. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy fucking tickets for I don't know Instant Family and then go watch that. We'll pick someone we actually like that we would like to give some money to and then sneak into the Johnny Depp sneak some sneaky peats. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Until such a time as that, you have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>